0: Hey there, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to the Shine with Franny show. I'm so glad you're here today, sister friend. All right. So at the time of this recording, we just changed our clocks back. Well, let's just be real. Our smart devices did the work for us, right? Is anyone else with me where you got in your car on Sunday morning and all of a sudden it was like you were in back to the future and you were questioning like, wait, what time is it really? And then like you look at your phone and then you realize you forgot to change your clock back in your car. And then it takes you like another five or 10 minutes to open the owner's manual and figure it out. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. All this highfalutin, as my mom would say, highfalutin technology, all that stuff on my car. And y'all, I don't have like a Tesla or anything. Okay. Just being real up in here, but there's still some cool tech features and gadgets on my car that I don't even know how to operate. All right. Enough of that shenanigans. I don't know about this y'all, but about you, but this time of year just really seems to mess with me. Like honestly, these later sunrises and earlier sunsets, they really just seem to mark fall And actually winter. And even though we welcome fall all the way back in September, it just seems like this time of year paired with the changing of Halloween and then all the stores, you know, are now, you know, all the Christmas things are out, all the Thanksgiving things are out and Sirius XM now has a holiday channel. I mean, it just really feels like we have a new season upon us. And of course, many people associate this with another time of year and that is wait for it, cold and flu season. Now, while sister, it is a fact that there are colder temperatures and there's a change up in our activity and many people do get sick. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to propose a reframe to you so that you're not one of those people who says, oh, well, it's just tis the season, cold and flu season, because you see the mucinex and the NyQuil and the Tylenol, you know, cold and flu and all the things. Girl, let me remind you, God gave us all the seasons. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus for all the seasons and all that they have to offer but I'll be honest, cold and flu season and then allergy season in the spring. Those are not among them. Those are not among winter, spring, summer, and fall. What God has ordained in his anointed and appointed times. Now, the reason I can say that this with confidence and cold and flu and allergy season should not be marked as air quote seasons is because I believe God's word to be true. And one thing I know is that God wants us healthy. Now, Scripture reminds us in 3 John 2, John says that we are to be in health and to prosper just as our soul prospers. That expression, we are to be in health. Y'all, that is a powerful thing. He wants us healthy. He wants us well. Now that is rooted in the Hebrew word shalom. Now we often think of shalom um, in Hebrew as peace. Now, yes, that is one component, one facet of it, but it actually is it means that may all be well with you from the inside out. So one of the expositories, it's mounts I don't know if you guys read commentaries or expositories when you're doing your studying, but this is one of my anchor verses, so I've done some work on this. But shalom is actually all-encompassing to mean prosperity, health, completeness, and safety. It is one word with that packs a powerful punch, girl, right? I mean, literally think about that prosperity, health, completeness, and safety. Now, girl, I want all of those things for myself. And I want all those things for you. And here's the best part. God desires for us to have all of those things. He wants us to be in health. He wants us to be whole. And in fact, that's why he sent Jesus. Remember, Our sickness, our pain, our hurt, our sorrow, our shame, our fear, our worry, our guilt, our disease, our sicknesses, everything, all in any of these have been nailed to the cross. But we must remember the crucifixion was one piece. The second part is so powerful and that is the resurrection. That is where we're given our potential power of the Holy Spirit. It's available to us. And I say it's potential because guess what? We have it inside of us but we don't always activate or utilize it. Now, there are so many ways in which we can activate this, this dunamis power, this Holy Spirit reverential power that we have inside of us. But I want to share with you a biblical tool that has truly been a game changer in my health really over the last two years. Now, it has been quite a journey for many of us over the last two years, and it has certainly been one in my own faith journey where I've activated my prayer language and have really, really taken it upon myself to study and learn what God's word says about the Holy Spirit power, about the decrees, about healing our souls, about healing the wounds that have been placed on us from trauma bonds and all of the things of our past. And so I want to share something with you today, and that is taking communion. I truly feel like participating in communion has been a game changer for my health personally and I know from many other people and from the study that I've done and I'm going to share with you today the reasons why, not all, but a few of the reasons why that I feel like this is such a powerful practice to implement. Girl, I'm just going to be honest and tell you that I have traveled over the last two years a, to more than a dozen states. I have flown on, on more than 20 different flights and I have been exposed to covid more times than I can count on my fingers and toes. In fact, even just this summer in July, I was with some girlfriends on a girl's weekend in Columbus and I slept in the room with three other girls. One was in the same bed with me. It was a queen size bed. All three women came down with COVID Now I had not. Now I will also tell you that on that trip, I actually took communion. I offered it to the women. One of the girls took it once. All right. Now, I have yet to test positive and I've been exposed to it so many times in the last few years. All right. Now, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I will just continue to just prophesy that, that I will be in health and I will prophesy that, you know, even if I'm exposed, I will continue to be in health. Now I will, I've mentioned there are a number of practices and health routines that I implement in my daily life. Okay. And there are a number of things that I do in my faith life that have certainly contributed to this. But I'm going to tell you without a shadow of a doubt that this has been an antidote to sickness in my life. So we know that every single minute our cells are dying, that we have things in our cells, these little mitochondria are acting in the little cytoplasm and the Golgi apparatus. like all these things are, are happening in our bodies. And all these systems are functioning. There's just all this amazing stuff happening. And we also know Paul reminds us that every day our bodies are wasting away. But sister, as believers, we have something available to us that will give us life. And that is the body and and blood of Jesus. Now, go into any of the Gospels. Actually, uh, John doesn't have it. But Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then 1 Corinthians all recount the Last Supper, where Jesus reminds the disciples of the meaning and purpose of the bread and wine. And he reminds us, you know, of the importance of this and how we are to take it. And he said, this is my broken body. And this is the new covenant. Now there are so many times sister where Jesus ate with his disciples, but I love God's true redemption story because when we go back all the way to the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis, and we see that the fall occurred and that it was because of something that Adam and Eve ate, that we can then look and say, you know what? We can be restored, renewed, revitalized, rejuvenated by what we eat because it tells us in scripture when Jesus is telling the disciples at the last supper, he says, look, this is the new covenant. We know that Jesus came. He came to go ahead and replace what you know, he came to go ahead and abolish all of the sin at the fall. And he said, look, I'm the new covenant. Take this, take this body, take my body, take this bread, take the matzah. I love in the complete um, Jewish version, uh, Jewish Bible, the CJV, I think is the uh, the version that I sometimes will read. I love to read because it says the matzah. You know, he takes the matzah and they're at the Seder and it's right at Passover. And I love that he uses the word um, baraku. Baraka, maybe it's how you say it. And it means blessing. He says, this is the blessing for you. So we're reminded that, When we take the the body and the blood of Jesus, it is a blessing to us and it's a blessing to our bodies. Now remember our bodies are only going to be as healthy as our souls. 3 John 2 reminds us of that. So what do we do when we take communion? We come, we ask for forgiveness. We then proclaim that his death and that that is part of us, right? That those things, the sickness, the illness, the shame, the guilt, the fear, the worry, the migraine, the, the back issue, all the things that we've got going on in our worlds, guess what? It's nailed to the cross. And he says, I've taken that. It's not upon you. And so we then repent. We ask for forgiveness of whatever it is. And he says that in scripture, you know, do this in remembrance of me that you are forgiven. And so we just, we take that and we literally lay it at the cross that anything that we have, you know, done that week, maybe we've eaten a lot of sugar, maybe drank too much, maybe for some of us, you know, and there's lots of different things. We weren't exercising regularly. We were eating, you know, just too much carbs or whatever it is, right? Our bodies are going to tell us what they need and what they want. Now we don't always give them what they need and what they want. (laughs) Well, what they, what, what they truly need, right? We sometimes give us what our flesh wants, not what our body wants. Right? It wants good, healthy, whole, um, nutritious food. So, sister, I invite you as we head into this winter to really consider and think about adding in communion as a part of your regular practice. You could do it once a day, you could do it a couple times a day, you can do it a couple times a week, a couple times a month, but I would invite you to consider this. Now, not just because it's cold and flu season, because we're not even going to give power you know, and authority to that. That's not one of the seasons that God gave us. I can tell you what, it's not an Ecclesiastes, okay, where Solomon tells you there's a time and a place for everything, right? There's a season for everything. Cold and flu season, allergy season, not listed. I'll be honest in telling you that right, right now. I can tell you for without a shadow of a doubt for a fact. So I would encourage you to consider this. Read through the gospels. Go and look at the Last Supper listen to some sermons, hear what, what other people, what scholars have to say about taking communion. It's a very important practice. We are called to do it. Jesus reminds us that we are to do this. He says, every time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Now, remember he went to the cross, right? In crucifixion, that is where by his stripes, we are healed. And then we remember that the resurrection power, the new covenant that we have is grace that we have grace to continue to move forward, that we are strengthened by his body and by his blood. So sister, I would also invite you just to simply look at the word communion. You know, the nerdy English teacher and me brings, um, brings in the root word and the derivative and the prefix and the suffix and everything. So the word itself, come right, the prefix is with, right, communicate, communion. And then if we look at the word union, you know, so communion is a closeness, a togetherness, a joining, a oneness. So we are coming into union with his power. We're coming into union. We're becoming one with him. So we then there have that power to overcome any sickness or disease or dis-ease in our spirits, in our souls, right? Our spirit is already whole. So I would encourage you to, you know, take an oyster cracker, grab a wheat then. Girl, it can even be a Cheerio, okay? Take some kick cereal from the pantry, whatever it is. And then any substance, you know, to drink, preferably juice. But the elements themselves are not what is holy. But once it's ingested, they become holy because guess what, girl? You are being consecrated. You are being made into his likeness and into his image. And so that's when the elements become holy, once they're ingested. And as I mentioned a few minutes ago, Adam and Eve, it's what they ate that brought them sin, but it's what we eat that gives us life. So before you go to the supermarket, before you go to the pharmacy, before you can look it up on WebMD or call your doctor, I would encourage you to pray, take some time, take communion. Don't just be one of those deep people who are like WebMD and everything. And then you, you know, you, you have like Munchausen because you have like 22 symptoms and all of a sudden you have five diseases. no. You go and you say, Lord, I know that it's by your stripes that I am healed. Lord, I believe that it is through you and in you. I live and move and have my being. Lord, I know that you reminded me to do this remembrance of you so that you died on the cross for me and you rose for me to have this power. So I right now declare it, proclaim health and healing and wholeness are restored. Think about in Mark five, when Jesus, the woman with the issue of blood and she touches the hem of her garment, he says, you know, daughter It is your faith that has made you well. You have to have faith that by taking this, that you will be made well, that that holds tremendous power and that power is infused in you as a daughter of the King. So sister, I pray that this blesses you. I totally went off my show notes (laughs) about five different times here, but I would encourage you to go back into the scripture on your very own. As I mentioned, it's in the first three gospels, as well as first Corinthians look at the last supper, simply read it over and then take your Cheerio, take your cranberry juice and go ahead and just take communion. Claim it, claim health, healing, restoration over your body, over your family's body. Claim it right now. Do not surrender to believing in cold and flu season. Do not surrender to believing in allergy season. Yes, those things are real, but go ahead. You can stake your claim right now and not let those things be what the enemy wants to get you to bring you down. He wants you laid up in bed with that migraine, you know, that sinus headache. He wants you laid up in bed, not going to work and not being out in in the world and sharing, you know, sharing your shine and sharing his love. So guess what? Taking communion is going to help you get to that level of healing, that level of health. So I cannot encourage you enough to, to really consider making this a prayerful practice to incorporate into your daily health routine. Because after all, this is what we are called to. God desires for us to be healthy and holy. And that's my highest hope and prayer for you too. So until we meet next time, sweet sister friend, keep on shining.